you said you'd come. Lawrence, hope you're not too late. We know each other. He's a friend from work. Hello, good evening everybody. Welcome to a very, very, very special bonus edition of the Wulong Talks podcast. Uh, my name is Jason. Uh, hey everybody, how are you doing well? Um, and tonight we're being joined by, a, as I said, a very, very, very special guest. Uh, first of all, though, let's uh, welcome back the rustling kid, Rich Kid, who's rustling away on the microphone as he usually does. <laughs> Rich, say what's up? <laughs> That's that's not even me. That's Jeff. But yeah, what's up, man? <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeff is. So we'll blame you because you're the whipping boy. <laughs> and yes, of course, as um, Rich just let you know, we've got a very special guest here. We've got none other than Jeff from the, as far as I'm concerned, the best damn kung fu movie podcast on the internet <laughs> right now. Jeff from the Kung Fu Driving Podcast. Jeff, what's up, man? Welcome. Oh, guys, thank you so much for having me. And listen, this isn't this isn't about me being a guest, okay? I, I am as much a fan of you guys as you say you are of me. That that has yet to be seen. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, but, um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's great to finally uh, be able to talk to you guys. Uh, I know we've... Uh, followed each other on twitter and uh instagram and uh like i said you guys put on a great show it's uh, always good to hear um pop culture and uh kung fu talk from across the pond so uh i'm, I'm, I'm so ha- so pumped to be on the show with you guys for sure man for sure and uh, as said the feeling is very much mutual um for listeners that, that don't know as said uh, jeff runs a, a podcast called the kung fu drive-in podcast and if you have even just a passing resemblance or, or interest in martial arts um check it out it's it's really awesome but jeff we'll get into it to all the details about your podcast and um, all of that in in a mo, but um rich did you want to uh, dive straight in with with some questions and stuff for jeff uh, I mean, we, we can. I mean, that, that's basically introductions done. If listen, I'm fangirling. I'm still fangirling, man. So I'm all <laughs> over the place. My emotion, my emotions are running high. I feel like Tom Cruise and Jerry Maguire. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> so, um, yeah. I mean, Jeff. I mean, uh, j- just tell us a bit about yourself and what made you get into in in, in uh, into kung fu, where this love came and this love and passion came from. Uh, let's start from there. Sure, sure. Uh, I mean, like most like most people who, who get into Kung Fu movies, right? It's just something that, that I uh, grew up with and uh, just developed a, a real passion for. And it, it's not like I'm the most knowledgeable Kung Fu movie uh, expert on the planet. I, I'm not by any stretch a Kung Fu movie expert at all. I, and I, I will say that without any reservation at all. Um, I grew up in an era where the Kung Fu movie was king. You know, this was the 70s and 80s. I'm, I'm, I'm much older than you guys, but... Uh, the, uh, the era that I grew up in was heavily, heavily influenced by Kung Fu film. Uh, there were songs about Kung Fu. Kung Fu movies were on uh, TV. There were Kung Fu, movie, uh, Kung Fu cartoons and things like that. So it was, um, it was just something that was very much a part of my childhood. And it was something that for kids like me growing up in the 70s and the 80s uh, was an escape. Every Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock in the New York City metro area, that was our Kung Fu theater time. And then as we grew up, uh, there were more opportunities to see more classic Kung Fu movies on, uh, on different channels. Um, so it was really a, an integral part of my growing up as a kid of that era. So, you know, when, uh, when people were talking about their heroes growing up, my heroes were these guys in silk pajamas and slippers on screen you know the small screen but uh because i wasn't watching many movies at the time as far as i can remember but every saturday afternoon i could count on being whisked away to china ancient china and hanging out with guys who knew how to handle their swords and their nunchucks and staffs and they could fly through the air and they could do all kinds of animal styles which 
to me was amazing. Uh, and I've said it before, like when I was a kid, these guys were superheroes and they were superheroes that, you know, because I'm a Filipino, uh, because I'm Asian, they looked like me and it was something that I could identify with. And I was so pumped that the kids that I was growing up with at the time too, were all kind of enjoying this with me. And we, you know, we kind of had heroes to look up to. And even the, the kids that weren't Asian were all trying to be part of this Kung Fu culture. And for a while there, man, that was just amazing for us. Uh, and then it kind of grew up and, it, you know, we, we all grew up and we all changed and we all got married and we all got jobs and the, the love of Kung Fu just never left. So uh, one day it, uh, I was kind of just sitting around watching, uh, uh, I was watching Five Deadly Venoms uh, the, uh, <laughs> on the computer um, and a commercial for Into the Badlands came on TV, which was running in the background. And I was, I was kind of beside myself. I was thinking, oh my God, I'm watching Kung Fu. There's Kung Fu on TV. It's amazing that that still is going on without uh, kind of the the pervasiveness that it that it was during the seventies. But then it kind of clicked. I was like, well, you know, maybe there are still some fans out there that kind of want to talk about the glory days. So mm. one thing led to another, and I, I turned on a microphone and I started talking, and nobody told me to stop. So <laughs> here I am. Cool, cool. And we're glad we're glad you haven't stopped, man. Keep going, keep doing it. Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks, man. Yeah. It's okay. Crazy. I mean, sorry, Rich. I was just going to say. I mean, it's amazing uh, how how much uh, kung fu cinema has kind of infiltrated almost everything about popular culture. I mean, it's it's in video games, it's in books, it's in movies, it's in television shows, as you said, animation. Um, you know, you could even argue that there's there's some parts of that traditional kind of uh, Chinese dress that was often worn in those movies has influenced certain parts of fashion and, and mm -hmm. things like that today as well. <clears throat> so it's just, yeah, it's been incredible the way that the culture has, has strived and, and survived for, for so long, really, uh, for so many years, you know? But sorry, yeah, and go ahead. Oh, sorry, Jack. No, 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 carry on, carry on. Don't, yeah, don't stop, yeah. don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> go, go ahead, go ahead. You, oh, yeah. you go ahead, guys. Yeah. Richie? Okay, cool. Um, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, no, because literally, I, I was just thinking about like what what made you get into this? Because obviously, it's the same thing, you know, you know, for here. Like me and Jason will tell you that we remember speaking to like you know like our elders, um, and they would say the same thing. Where like they would be watching kung fu flicks, uh, in the cinema, like in you know in our local West End, where they they'll do like double bills of like you know Shaolin Temple and things like that, mm -hmm. and it almost and it almost feels like. It's like a traditional thing where our elders got to a certain age and we got to a certain age, you know, to sit us down and be like, listen, come and sit down and watch this film and you're going to see a guy with no top on, yeah, skinny, gaps, skinny black pants and, and slippers just kicking ass. Yeah. And it's just one of those things that I just remember just like, it was almost like, you know, my, my, my dad making me sit down and watch these films. I'm not having an interest in it, but then until I really saw like, you know, like, the, the tradition and it's weird because i'm, I'm trying to find mm. words to describe it because like i said you can be caribbean you can be african you can be whatever but people always seem to be drawn to the you know to, to martial arts and yeah. i remember when i did take up martial arts years later i think one of the things that my teacher said is that the reason why people love martial arts or anything i mean not necessarily just have to be anything physical but the minute you learn a martial art it doesn't matter what color what religion you are you learn your style and you, and you be the best you can be. And, yeah. and, I, and I just always find that fascinating about how that just, that relates to everybody and anybody. And same thing, you've got like amazing female martial arts artists as well. I mean, which I still don't think I get in like a, a big enough, you know, platform to show their prowess right now. But that's something we could talk about later on, if anything. But yeah. I mean, um, I mean, Jason, what, what was your earliest Kung Fu memory, if you can, if you can remember? It's funny that you said that uh, your, your elders, you know, sat you down. By the way, I am one of your elders, but <laughs> um, but for me, my dad uh, was a big kung fu movie fan uh, when you know when I was coming up. So the the earliest kung fu movie star that I knew about was someone that he liked to watch. And uh, he's his name is T Long. Uh, I'm sure you guys know uh, who that guy is, but yeah, it, yeah, hmm. T Long and David Chang, and I think the movie was Blood Brothers. I can't remember for sure, but that was one of the first. Uh, kung fu movie stars that i remember going oh i i, I gotta pay attention to this because this is unreal this is amazing stuff 
Uh, and then from there, it uh, again, uh, carrying over into the Saturday afternoon stuff. Um, I remember watching a bunch of things, but one of the first movies that kind of clicked with me was Five Deadly Venoms. Blew yeah. me away. Absolutely blew me away. And it's, it's still one of those movies that if it's ever on, doesn't matter what I'm doing, I'm going to stop and watch it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, Jason. Uh, Jason, what, what I mean, what was your earliest kung fu memory? Do you, do you remember? Um, the earliest memories kind of uh, come, are all kind of based around, I guess, my parents. I didn't really get to see a lot of kung fu in the cinema at, at an early age, um, mm. because at, at the time that I was growing up would have been sort of you know the very late seventies and the early eighties. That was sort of the birth of home uh, cinema, and that was when the VCR started to become accessible uh, to people so um there was a lot of stuff coming out on home video and, and people were able to access it that way um mm. but it definitely was my my parents and in particular my mum who was a big uh, fan of martial arts movies and um interestingly with martial arts movies as well as um in grenada where my parents are from uh, up until very very recently they used to do um like a double header at the cinemas in grenada um, and it's how my mum kind of got into to martial arts movies was when she was young, they would take, um, you know, their, their Saturday evening in, in, in town in Grenada was to go and watch a, a Kung Fu flick and to go and watch a, a double header movie. Um, and it's kind of how she fell in love with Bruce Lee as well, because she, she mm. first she remembers seeing um, of Bruce Lee was the big boss. And she said, you know, immediately she was just kind of like, yeah, like, this is my guy now. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> so we got like a, a steady diet of, of Bruce Lee, but then kind of got introduced into some of the other stars as well. Um, and, uh, and, you know, one of the movies that always kind of sticks out in my head, I, I'm not 100% sure why, but I always have a strong, strong memory of it, is um, The Executioners of Shaolin. Um, oh, yeah. You know, something you, you covered on your podcast, Jeff, and, yeah. and we kind of spoke about a little bit. Um, yep. You know, it's it's one of the movies that she absolutely adores, um, and I adore it as well. And I watched it, you know, very recently. It's on Netflix, and um, I still love it. It still gives me the same kind of goosebumps <laughs> feelings, you know. Um, mm. and, and the characters in it are fantastic. The the actors are in it fantastic. So so yeah, my earliest sort of memories go back to to that kind of period really, and and, and growing up in a household where, you know, kung fu was part of, of the Saturday night entertainment, and so it's, mm. it's kind of grown from there really. That's yeah. It. Okay. Cool. Yeah. No, because I just remember. I mean, the other memory I have of being a kid is watching. I'm not sure if it ever came to your shows, um, Jeff, but Jason, you remember Monkey Magic? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so Monkey Magic it's um is basically is a TV show based on the um, on the the book Journey to the West. Oh yeah. So you know, it's, yeah, Sun Wukong. So it's it's I mean it is cheesy as hell, but that's actually the first <laughs> time I remember watching or seeing some form of martial arts. And take into account when you watch it, there's not even that much martial arts in it. It's just people yeah. jumping around. It's very very theatrical. Um, but then my first kung fu film that I remember watching um, was uh, what's it called Daggers Eight. That's the mm. first one I remember watching. I'm going like, these people are mean. Like, <laughs> and, and that was it. But and then, but I don't remember getting. But it wasn't until years later when my dad, you know, my dad sat me down and said, you know, watch this and everything. But um, I mean, I mean, let, let's let's move on to the next question. Um, so obviously we've all seen a, a fair, you know, fair, you know, fair amount of martial arts films. We've seen from all, all, all the way from the seventies all the way to now, and there's been it's had its highs and it's had its lows. Um. What martial arts would you like to see explored in in, in cinema right now? Because I mean, we've had like the the Wing Chun with it, man. We've had that the, the Wing Chun era. We've had the Thai boxing era. With um, you know, we've had like the the slat era with Raid, with the, the yeah. Raid being released a couple of years ago. What do you think would be good to be seen on screen that you think hasn't had its due or nobody knows about that you think it's about? Yeah, yeah, um, and you know, much credit to all of those those countries that brought their uh, specific martial arts to the screen because they did an amazing job with it. Tony Ja is unbelievable with the, mm. with the work that he does. And Iko uh, Uwais in the raid it was completely, was completely something new to, to the screen. And it, it completely blew that uh, martial art <laughs> wide open for, for everybody. But for me personally, and um, I just had on a, a guest recently on my show uh, to talk about this, but um, I'm Filipino. Yeah. And, you know, there are, there is a whole uh, 
Filipino martial arts system that you actually have seen on screen and probably didn't know that it was Filipino martial arts. Uh, it, it's uh, it, to it, for everybody who who knows it. It's just categorized as FMA, and it, it encompasses Arnis, Eskrima, and Kali, uh, yeah. and all of that is stick fighting and knife fighting uh, and open hand fighting. But it's a style that you've seen used throughout Hollywood, uh, and it, because they use it in a lot of close quarters fighting, Jason Bourne uses it all the time. Uh, it's mm. been used in in other films. Uh, anytime that you see two guys really up close and fighting with knives or, or sticks or grabbing something nearby and just kind of using that as a weapon, chances are they're using some form of Filipino martial arts to kind of get that movement down. Um, so what something that I've been looking for uh, personally is for some someone to champion Filipino martial arts on screen uh, mm-hmm. because I think that would be you know, uh, the Philippines' contribution to the action cinema world uh, to stand alongside... Salat and uh, and uh, Thai kickboxing, and mm. you know it. It's obviously dynamic. It's very cool when it's represented well on screen. Um, when uh, when Jason Bourne's using it, uh, people ooh and ah, and uh, you know very rarely is it recognized as the the martial art that it is. And, you know most people probably will not know that it's a Filipino martial arts. The actors. And the fight choreographers and the action directors uh, will know what it is and, and they'll appreciate it. But it would be nice to have it come out and stand on its own legs and, and be uh, the, the, the next cool martial art out there. I, I don't know that it'll happen. I don't know if we have that, that ambassador yet for the, for the big screen, but I think that mm. would be cool. Okay, no, that, that's, that's, that's really, really interesting because... Um... Yeah, yeah, no, because I'm a big fan of the Bourne films as well. I think like they did, they did amazing, um, amazing work, like pushing out like the hand to hand combat. But um, the guy obviously who did the the Bourne, uh, the Bourne choreography is, uh, is a guy called Jeffrey Amada. Mm, well, Jeff no, Amada, well, yeah, yeah Je- Je- Jeff Amada, and obviously, and I think he trained under Dan in the Santo. Yeah, he did. and obviously, and then yeah, then Dan in the Santo trained under Bruce Lee, and then it was obviously it was Bruce Lee that did all the Cali work. Yes. And and I, and I and I love that feeling of watching that. I love watching a martial arts film. And and seeing the familiar choreography and the beats, where you can like you can just put on a film and be like, oh, Sammo Hung, he did choreography for that. I just I just love that. But yeah, I definitely agree with you about the whole thing of it. it sometimes it feels like a, a martial art needs an ambassador, and and I and, and I and I do hear you when you say that you know the, a screamer fighting and and Kelly and it, it somehow it just hasn't found that right person to to really really push it. Um, yeah. I mean, if I had to if I had to choose a martial art off the top of my head. I, I would go to one that's it's quite big here but not as big as it was about f- maybe six seven years ago when i when i did it for about a year and that was um and that's capoeira oh beautiful martial art yeah yeah like a beautiful martial art and, and that's the thing like that's the first thing that you said and that's the first thing i said when i saw it. it's like well before i took it up i was like yeah it just looks beautiful and then you go and then you go and do a class and then you you do like a, a million squats and then you have to learn how to stand on your hands and it's like fuck him fuck him beautiful i just want to i want to crack someone's skull open man because i'm angry right now have you seen latif crowder do his stuff Listen, I'm a big fan of his man. Oh. Follow him on Instagram. Um, and I, I mean, he's not the best of actors, but you know what he can do with his body. You're just like Jesus Christ. <laughs> he's built like a truck, and he moves. Yeah, amazingly. It's it's amazing though just to watch him do his thing. Um, and, and that's that mm. whole style that you know with the, the whole history of that. You know, uh, trying to cover it up as a dance. It's just got such a cool history. And then when you see it and you see it used in, uh, it was used in, uh, in Boyka. Mm. Yeah. 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 He, I mean, it looked devastating the way that he used it. Mm. Well, well, I don't, I don't know if you remember, I mean, this is going back years, years ago. Um, a film called only, is it only the strong? Only the strong. With Mark yeah. Cascos. Yeah. Yes. Well, Mark, Mark Cascos on his Twitter recently, uh, actually went back and he hasn't he hasn't released anything as of yet but he was like putting little teasers out saying he's back in the Caprera gym and he's going to come out with something different uh, and he's going to bring some new blood with him so I'm really hoping that he's going to come with some Caprera stuff because I, I think he's he's a martial artist that didn't really get the, the props he deserved uh, as, as far as I'm concerned I think he got a bum deal in Hollywood to, to be yeah. honest 
Yeah, he, yeah, he, he's uh, just kind of been pushed to the the wayside for whatever reason, and I mean, he's he's absolutely earned it as a martial artist. I've mm-hmm. actually been trying to get him on my show, but uh, so far, no luck. Listen, we're, we're going to pray to the Kung Fu God to be, man. I'm telling, I'm telling <laughs> you. <laughs> I, it's, it's funny because I've uh, I've had on people that uh, he's worked with very closely. Um, mm-hmm. He worked with uh, Gabriella Wright on the Way, which is a a web series uh, on the Studio Plus app. Uh, and the the guy that I just recently had on Sunny Seesaw, the action director from the Philippines, uh, worked mm. worked with him for a Showdown in Manila, and he's working with him for a couple other things. But uh, um, Mark's kind of uh, he's um, he doesn't kind of need to to get out there and, and uh, you know push projects now. He's kind of looking to do things that that mean something to him, which I totally get and totally respect. But uh, I'm gonna keep fighting to get him, man. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Yeah. Um, Jay, Jay, what, what about you? If there's a if there's a martial art that you'd like to see, you know, put out there and uh, educate the masses, what would you choose? Um, well, this is going to be completely unoriginal, but I'm just going to echo the three of you. <laughs> honestly, I, but, but honestly, when I saw the question, I mean, it was the first thing that kind of popped into my head. And again, for all the mm. reasons that, that both of you have given, um, you know, I, I really don't have anything to, to add beyond that other than, yeah, it is a beautiful art. You, you know, the history of it is, is phenomenal and, and fascinating. Um and, you know, I think that Trudy would present something that the people have never, ever seen uh, before, you know, in any kind of shape or form. So, yeah, no, they, they vote free for Capoeira for me as well. <laughs> yeah. OK. Nice. OK. All right. OK. If you had to study any martial art, what would you study and why? All right. Am I going first here? Anybody, it's it's, it's free for man. This is like Mortal Kombat. Okay. It's a Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> OK. Now, um. Now, Rich, you, you actually do study martial arts, right? I haven't st- I haven't studied in, in, in well over a year, but I've, I've studied I've studied a fair few in my in my short young adult life. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. So, um, I took Taekwondo when I was very young. This was and, okay. Uh, I'm talking about thirty uh, something odd years ago. Yeah. I and I took it for about a week. <laughs> That's about <laughs> the extent. Of it. Um, and as much as I love martial arts movies, I did nothing in terms of actually learning martial arts beyond that, that week of Taekwondo. Um, and, you know, the, the, the extent of my martial arts training had been, you know, dressing up in a ninja outfit and jumping off my bed. That's about it. <laughs> now, but uh, I'm 46 now. And what I'm doing now, and this will be, uh, I guess it'll, it'll, it'll be an exclusive for you guys, um, is I, I am going to be taking martial arts uh, very soon, actually. And I'm going to be recording the entire process and I'm going to be um, chronicling the entire thing on YouTube or, or on Instagram or wherever it is. So you'll all be able to follow along as I either uh, learn something that has been an important part of my life to this point or wind up in the hospital and, <laughs> you know, in traction. So nice, nice, be, nice. Yeah, it'll be a, it'll be an interesting journey, but um the, the martial arts that I will be studying will actually incorporate uh, a, a little bit of Filipino martial arts in it as part of a kind of hybrid system where I, um, I'll be learning uh, some Kenpo, some Jiu-Jitsu, some, uh, a little bit of Kung Fu, and the, um, the, the Filipino martial arts part of it will be uh, Eskrima. So mm. um, I'll be getting a, a taste of everything that has contributed to uh, what makes my podcast mine so <laughs> it'll be fun oh awesome yeah nice that, that, that yeah listen I, I can't wait to see that man definitely can't wait to see that <laughs> I, I i i i um this well last summer i tore my achilles so i haven't done any form of training so i'm looking to get back into something um this this year uh right, and that's I really not encouraging mind. me <laughs> oh no you know what I, t- I told my Achilles playing the fool yeah not just how you broke your Achilles <laughs> <laughs> okay alright okay to, okay. to anybody out there who doesn't know if I haven't mentioned it on the other podcasts I was doing one of those ninja assault courses right <laughs> okay now, now, now don't start laughing now hold on <laughs> yeah <Okay>. now, <laughs> now basically I did the ninja assault course and I won. I won my race. I beat the person wow. I was racing against. That's cool. Like you know, uh, if you go and um, if you go into my Instagram, I, there's I've actually got the race recorded, and it's like, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um, I had like a, a hand injury from uh, months before, so I only had about two weeks to train for it. 
um, and then literally, so did the race, completed that, and just ended up messing about with my friends afterwards. Uh, and we were just, you know, running, you know, doing one of the like the the ramp, we to run up the ramp and jump onto the hook or whatever. And uh, and I just made the mistake of running up at the wrong angle, and as I slid down, my foot was at a funny angle, and I ended up just my foot bent in a particular place, and I just t- I tore my Achilles, and I walked around with a, with a torn Achilles for about forty eight hours before oh, going to the hospital and going, listen. It, it doesn't seem to be getting any smaller. <laughs> and they were oh, like, yeah, because your Achilles is torn, man. And they were like, aren't you, hu- aren't you hurting? I was like, no, I just can't run anywhere. <laughs> like, it doesn't hurt. I just can't run. Yeah, so I was, I was bed bound for like three months. And then, and that drove me crazy. Um, and then, yeah, so I've just been doing rehab for the past, well, during this past winter and just hoping to go back to some form of martial arts this year. I, I really wouldn't mind going back to Capoeira. Cool. But, um, but if there is one that I would like to try, and, and I know a couple of teachers um, in the UK with them, and I'd like to try this because it's something completely different to what I've done before. I'd like to try Tai Chi. Mm. Just beca- yeah, just because it's, it's such a... I mean, don't get me wrong. People think it's just, you know, it's for mind and, and well-being and stuff like that. But it also is a pretty much a dangerous art when, when it's used mm-hmm. in the right way with the, with the right amount of physical force. But I'd like yeah. to use it. I would like to learn the soft energy side of it, just because. I mean, I'm get, you know, you get to that certain age, and sometimes you think to yourself, "Well, I'm not as fast as I used to be. I'm not as strong as I used to be. Um, let me see what this can do for me, alongside everything else that I do know." So I'd like to do it just because it's something completely different to what I've done before, whether it be kicking, kneeing, elbowing, head butting. Biting, gouging, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. so, 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 I sound, I sound like a maniac. So, so yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, like, uh, Jay, what about you, Jay? What, I mean, anything you'd like to study? Eh? Um, yeah, I mean, as you said, Tai Chi. Really, I mean, it's something that's been on my to-do list for about three years now, and I haven't actually got around to, to properly doing it. I've had, um, uh, you know, a couple of. Uh, introduction classes and taste classes but but never really kind of committed to it but it's definitely something that I want to commit to over the next 12 months um just because of I guess the 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 many many uh benefits that you get you know uh mentally and, and spiritually as well as physically from it um and as Rich said you know we're, we're kind of getting to an age where it's like okay we need to start kind of looking after ourselves a bit and you know <laughs> making sure everything is flowing in the right place so <laughs> Oh yeah, Tai Chi is um, definitely something I, w- I would love to do. I mean, many years ago, I I, um, I used to do uh, Wushu Quan, um, and like that was cool. It was fun. Um, I had a really great teacher, but I realized after like a couple of months that I don't like getting hit. So it was, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like I'm not cut out for this. I mean, you know, I I can appreciate what everybody does. Uh, you know, with, with this out form, but for me, no, I don't, I don't like getting hit. I, I start like wanting to fight dirty and stuff. So it's just, <laughs> <laughs> maybe I need to find something that's going to actually, you know, teach me to control and, and control the emotions and, you know, to keep back a better, a better lid on, on things. So, so yeah, mm-hmm. Tai Chi for me, for sure. That's definitely going to yeah. be um, on my to-do list for the year. But um, Jeff, man, good luck with your, your journey for sure. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely make sure we follow that as well. Cause um yeah, you know that's yeah. You know, I, I I'm just hoping not to uh, to end up making a fool of myself or uh, or ending up in the hospital. So that's going to be my goal, just to kind of survive <laughs> and hopefully <laughs> learn something. You know, I'm not um, I, I'm not adverse to uh, to pushing myself to to learn something, but like you guys are, uh, have been saying, I'm not young anymore, so I can't I can't think that I'm going to be. Um, you know, uh, movie, movie star quality within a couple of years, <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, I'm hoping just to, to get myself, uh, active and involved in, like I was saying, something that, uh, I probably should have done a, a long time ago, but, uh, as, um, having been a fan of, of martial arts movies for so long, I figure I should probably try and learn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair yeah. Enough. Cool, man. Well, uh, well, I mean, getting hit is the best part for me anyway. That's, I, I don't know, like I said, maybe I'm a bit crazy, but I think getting hit is the best part because when you stop getting hit, it's not because they stop hitting you, it's just because you get better. So that's all I'm going right. to say to you. That's, that's right. one piece of advice I'd, I'd give you. Nice. Second piece of advice is that 
any injuries you do get or if like forget the whole thing of like thinking of making yourself look like a fool um i remember like one of my martial arts teachers and we said we had basically had our own little gym and and hopefully when we come onto your show I, i'll tell you some stories about this teacher he was a crazy guy the best person ever but crazy he was like a short asian version when i say asian when we say asian in the uk we mean as in like indian mm -hmm. so like he was like a, a short indian version of al pacino but the <laughs> toughest man i knew i'm not joking he made us do some crazy shit and um <laughs> and basically we used to get some people that used to because it was held in like a youth club and we'd get some people that would come over and, and watch us train and everything and there was one friday when a, a, a bunch of kids from around the way we knew them they were they were you know they were mutual friends but they never trained with us and they were laughing at one of the guys that got knocked out um in a sparring session and so my teacher told his his you know his right hand man listen lock the gym door and get these guys in a fucking ring and i've i've never seen like guys i mean i've seen no tell her, like i have seen grown men cry before on numerous occasions um <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but but but, I, but i've never seen people beg for mercy like this and he and i mean he was like no listen get the gloves man take off he was being deadly serious like, take off your fucking t-shirt take off your top get your trainers off come on now you're gonna step in the ring if you don't do it I'm going to strip you. Which one do you want? Do you want me to, you want everyone to see me strip you or do you want to strip yourself? And he made them strip down to like, you know, their jeans and uh, took the trainers off and a t-shirt and everything. And he put gloves in them and everything. And just as he rang the bell and he went, no, you're not going to fight. And he goes, listen, you see how scared you are. That's how it feels for everybody to jump into this ring and to spot. And on my team, I mean, like everybody thinks that when you do anything, you know, a lot of people out there think when you do things physical, especially now that you have like social media, they, they, they never see the build up to it. They just right. see like, let's say maybe like the first picture and then the last picture and, you know, and like maybe, so this, I did this in seven weeks. So our class, we had like tall people, short people, fat people, skinny people, old people. We had like, I mean, like grandfathers coming to our class just, just because they wanted to keep fit. And he was like, it takes a lot of courage to even come and train, let alone step into the ring. And you want to come in here and disrespect anybody. You ever do that again, and next time, I won't even, I won't even put you in the ring to fight. I'll just take you into the ring, and I'll just put hands on you. And, and so, so basically, what I'm trying to say is that that whole thing of like, you know, hopefully don't make a fool of yourself. Just go and do you, man. Don't even watch anybody. Go out there and break something. If you don't break something or get a bruise, you're not doing it right. <laughs> I'm, I'm being serious. <laughs> so so that, that's the best piece of advice I can give you, man. You know, like, yeah. so yeah, take, take that with you. Cool. Thank you. Okay. I, I appreciate it. That's cool. Um, okay, we're all fans of martial arts here. Um, once again, this goes out to anybody who wants to come, who wants to go first. Which martial arts film would you remake? Uh, well, um, one of the ones that I would want to see remade, and you know, when I say that, I'm not even sure that I want to because it means so much to me, uh, would be Five Deadly Venoms. Um, again, it's one of those movies that was really formative for me uh, as a kid growing up um, with you know some Hollywood money and some some Hollywood stars, I think it would be cool to see it remade. And then again, I'm not sure that I want my classic touch. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I'm of two minds of of it. I, I I would like to see it remade because I know there are some some cool stars out there that I think could bring something really awesome to it. Uh, I did a mock up of. Uh, of a poster that I would like to see with some people that I think would do a really good job. Uh, I would like to see Michael Jai White as, as Toad. I think that would be incredible. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, <laughs> um, uh, you know, throw Scott Atkins in there, throw Iko Uweis and Tony John there too. And why not? Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, and then see what they bring to the whole, to the whole story. Um, but the, the five deadly venoms will always be those five that I grew up with, you know, Lu Fong and, and uh, Lo Mang and, and those guys. So I'm of two minds, but um, that would be the one that I, I th if if Hollywood would take a flyer on bringing a classic kung fu film to uh, to Hollywood, that would be the one that I would like to see. Mm, okay, okay, Jason. Yeah, yeah, definitely um, good choice. For me, I, I'm kind of with Jeff in that I, I don't... There's certain films that I hold dear to my heart that I just don't want Hollywood to have anything to do with. <laughs> but um, I think, for me, the movie that I would most like to see remade is probably uh, Police Assassins. Ooh. Um, mm. Yes, Madam. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, because for me, the concept of it is is pretty cool. Um, you know, for an action movie, it, it it makes sense that you'd have you know the, these people following um, this criminal underworld and these drug dealers. There's you know crooked CIA agents in there. You throw in an American agent. You throw in a you know a Chinese agent. Um, up against um, the, these crooked CIA, CIA agents and, and the sort of criminal underworld of um, the triads and things like that, and uh, you know, I think it would be awesome. And it's a movie that that I do, I do love, but I do think has a lot of potential for for much more. Um, and in particular, because obviously the two stars of the, the movie are female, um, which is mm. something that we we really don't get um, mm-hmm. quite enough of within the martial arts genre, um, and because. Uh, Kung Fu movie should be a place where it can be anybody can be the star because it's about your you know your practice your your practice of the art how you display it and you know how you can kind of sell what you're doing on the screen. Um, I think it would be be awesome and especially now that you know you've had movies like um, you know Atomic Blonde uh, come out in the cinema and you had uh, what was the movie with Scarlett Johansson Lucy. Uh, oh yeah, mm-hmm. come out, you know, a couple of years ago, and and both of those were were reasonably successful at the box office as well. So I think there's definitely uh, you know an appetite for that. And then Wonder Woman, obviously, you know, is a big example of that. So people do want to go and see movies with you know action movies with with females in in the lead, with with women in the lead. So for me, that's definitely the movie that you can um, you could remake, and and um, I think would be a success. So yeah, Police Assassins for me. Okay, okay. So the one that I thought of, I'd like to see it remade, but you know, like much like yourself, Jeff, and, and your and your favorite. I don't think I would like to see it remade because it's a classic, <laughs> and just because I don't think it actually could be done justice. And I think it'd be it be it couldn't be done justice because it it's just so hard. It's just it's it, it I, it's the type of film that you look at it and we look at it as like a film, and then other people look at it as like oh, it's just a, like a, a kung fu flick. It's not a real film. It's just a film where people just fight in it. Um, but we obviously us who are educated. I know Jason is like me using that term. Us who are educated, no different. <laughs> right. um, but for me, I would choose Drunken Master. Oh, yeah, J- just because of like, like y- you see interviews with the you know with, with with Jackie Chan, and and he always talks about his influences being Buster Keaton and mm-hmm. you know and, and 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 anybody physical, and and I just think that that film alone. I mean, he's done some amazing work after that, you know, so things like, you know, Police Story 1 and 2 and, you know, and, and everything else, you know, well, everything else during the 80s and the early 90s. Um, but Drunken Master, I would just like to see that done because it was just the right blend of comedy, a good Kung Fu story, as, as, as you know, as, as standard as it is, where it's like, you know, you know, kid goes to learn with this person and this teacher gets killed and he's going to go and fight. And, um... And then obviously just the, the, the different blends of the martial arts under the influence of alcohol. But then Mark, Jackie Chan has always gone on, on record as saying that he, he's not a firm advocate of alcohol, sure. which, I, which I've always found, which I've always found <laughs> weird. And I'm just like, okay, cool. Um, yeah, so that's a film I'd, li- I'd like to see touched just because it's just, it's just a perfect film. And I think people who actually don't like, uh, who, are, so don't like who are not fans of martial arts films, uh, there's, there should still be a, a certain amount of martial arts films that should be in their film categories that it should work so for example you've got things like crouching tiger hidden dragon you don't need to be a fan of martial arts to like that film it's a beautiful mm. story that just happens to have martial arts in it and i look at something like a drunken master and even though it is you know um the, the tale of like you know their fault crew or wong, wong fei is it wong fei wong fei hung? hung yeah mm-hmm. yeah wong fei hung like even though it, it you know it's it's a comedy version of a, a you know of a national hero it's still a story that can be told we know we you know we People sit down and watch television television programs about the Vikings and the yes. furthest away from the Vikings as you know as, as possible. So I don't see why not watching another film about another country's national hero shouldn't should should be any different. So I'd like to see mm-hmm. that done, but only if it could be done better. I wouldn't even want it to be the same level as Drunken Master that done by Jackie Chan. It has to be like magic, like magic. And yeah. plus that, and plus I want to see. I'd like to see Sam Seed, Sam the Seed on screen again. I'd like to see a good version of him. He's just a drunken old bum. <laughs> I, I like it. <laughs> he, make, he makes yeah. me laugh, man. So, so yeah. yeah. That's a great character. Um, great okay. Choice. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Okay. So the next question is, I the question I put is top three martial arts films. It doesn't have to be. You don't have to choose three. You can even you can choose one. You can choose more than three. It's entirely up to you. 
But um, but yeah, put okay. it out there and, and, and the reason why. Yeah, so this is a tough question, I think, because um, martial arts in cinema has gone through so many, uh, through so much evolution, right? The, the classic films of the 70s and 80s were one type of, um, were one type of kung fu film. And then the stuff that came after that uh, got so much more production value put into it and a lot of wire work started to come into play and uh, and there's more development of the characters in the story. And then the the whole 80s and 90s action films that became what the... <laughs> you can't even call it a kung fu film genre anymore. Not, not really anyway. The action film genre is a whole separate thing, right? You have... Mm. Yeah, guys like Jason Statham and uh, and um, you know even Keanu Reeves, Keanu Reeves doing his thing. So, um, so I don't know that I can name a top three if we were going across the the whole spectrum of kung fu film. Um, mm. I'll say that if you asked me what I would throw into the uh, a DVD player or um, a Blu-ray player or on my my device now to watch a film that is important to me. Um, Five Deadly Venoms, always. Uh, yeah. 36 Chamber of Shaolin, because yeah. that movie is was so huge for me as a kid because all of a sudden there was uh, a way to study this discipline that could get you to this level of being uh, a you know, a Shaolin monk, a Shaolin Kung Fu master, which, you know, when I was a kid, I didn't know that that was a thing. I thought you kind of knew Kung Fu and, you know, you could, you, you had to go to the mountains of China to study it and, and that kind of thing. So the 36 Chamber of Shaolin was, was kind of an eye opener for me. Um, and then the other movie that is important to me for no other reason than that, it was one of the ones that kind of stuck in my head and is always watchable is the kid with the golden arm uh, okay. again, another another venom movie but um uh, not not necessarily a, a standout movie by any stretch but it's one of those stories that uh uh that had characters that resonated with me for whatever reason and just kind of stuck the, the kid with the golden arm uh was that dude was one of the guys that i wanted to emulate whenever we were kind of play fighting i wanted to be him or i wanted to be the uh, Sanda from the uh, 36 Chamber, or I wanted to be the Hybrid Venom from Five Deadly Venoms. So that's kind of how I uh, approached this question. I was like, when I was a kid, who did I want to be whenever we played uh, at Kung Fu Fighting? And it was inevitably, it was one of those three movies that I drew from. Uh, mm. And there, uh, you know, 36 Chamber is influential uh, still. Uh, Wu Tang, mm. the Wu Tang Clan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of one of their albums is named after the movie, and there there are drops from. From it throughout uh, their throughout their work, so um, it, that's and that's such a small sample that I drew from. But for me, those would be the three the three that I would go to every time. Hmm. Okay. okay. Yeah. Hey, man. The, the good choices, man. Good choices. Good choices. Mm. Six Chamber of Shaolin, of Shaolin, as you said, is is just such a hugely influential film. Um, you know, it's. It, it has crossed so many kind of boundaries in terms of the, the the influence that it's had, as you said, on on other artists and musicians and um, other ho uh, Hong Kong action movies from that era as well. Um, it, it's just an incredible, um, incredible film. And and Gordon Liu, the the star, is um, you know he's almost synonymous with uh, that period of, of mm -hmm. martial arts. And and I think what a lot of people think of, of him, they probably think of, of the character he played in that movie as well. So, yeah, yeah no doubt. Definitely, man. Definitely. Good choices. Mm. Jason? Uh, for me, it would... Ooh, there's probably <laughs> only three movies that I can... This is hard, because there's so many that I it want is. to pick, but... <laughs> yeah. But there's probably only three that I can think of that I could probably watch anytime, anywhere, regardless of the setting, regardless of what's going on. Um, I can put them on. Um, first one I've mentioned already, Executioners of Shaolin, because of the uh, kind of emotional uh, attachment mm -hmm. I have to, to that mm -hmm. movie and because of, of, of the memories it evokes for me. Um, I love that film. 
I wanted yeah, that. Yeah, that, I, uh, that. I wanted that training dummy for the forever. Oh, <laughs> so, badly. so badly. The scene where he's he's kind of um, manipulating the chi and the and, yep. and the marbles are falling around the body. Just brilliant, 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 yeah. brilliant. Love that film so much. So. Yeah, I wanted one as well. <laughs> um, second would probably be Police Story, Jackie Chan. Um, mm-hmm. Police Story, again, is another movie I can just put on anywhere, anytime. doesn't matter what's going on. Um, I, I just think it's a phenomenal movie. Phenomenal. Like, just from, the, the, from an action point of view, from a martial arts point of view, from a storytelling point of view, from a character point of view, from... You know, the humor's brilliant, but it's also extremely serious when it needs to be, and, and you buy into the serious moments when they happen. Um, and the fact that he damn near tr- tried to kill himself <laughs> making that movie is phenomenal. <laughs> no, it, it's phenomenal. Police Story is phenomenal. So, yeah, Police Story is definitely one of those as well. Um, and the other one is a, is a more recent one, and one that you've actually covered on your podcast already. Um, and that is Iron Monkey. Um, oh, yeah. Iron Monkey movie i just yeah I, I love it so much um you know again it's as richard was talking previously about sort of uh chinese folk heroes and and things like that it, you know it's um it features a, a couple of those but but um the performances in in that movie are terrific man um the martial arts choreography from yun Wu ping as well is is just great mm-hmm. um really great i mean he generally always is but um in this film in particular he really kind of you know you could see they really pushed the boat out with with um the the choreography and what they were aiming for to put on the screen so so yeah iron monkey would probably be um my third choice okay 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 so my turn i'm actually gonna cheat and i'm gonna say that's what i say myself to last (laughs) well well, it's, it's not it's not a cheat per se but what it is like um well i mean First and foremost, you guys, your choices are, 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 are brilliant, you know, without a doubt. Um, but I'm going to go for three out of the, the Lucky Stars. You know, the, you know the Lucky Stars? There's like seven films made by the Lucky Stars, and I think only three or four of them have Jackie, Samara, Samara and you and you in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I would go for like Mills and Wheels, mm-hmm. Twinkle Ooh. Twinkle Lucky Stars, and, and Dragons Forever. Just because like those three... Like, you know what? The story's not even that great. And you know the story's not even that great because, I mean, <laughs> Jackie, Jackie, Jackie got kind of lazy. I mean, like, he's, his name is Jackie Chan. And, and in the show, in, in the film, it's called Jackie. It's like, they're like, fuck <laughs> it. We're just going to make a film. <laughs> We're not even going to change our names, yeah? <laughs> like, so already there, you know, you know you're, not, you're not getting any Oscar performances. But it's a pretty much standard story where just, like, police officers or, like, crooks doing whatever. But I just like the fact that you just get the you know you get the best of, of of three different worlds you've got you've got kind of like the the evolution of jackie from traditional martial arts to almost like almost like a mixed martial arts that he uses to mm-hmm. fight mm-hmm. and then, then you've got samo who is like you know as far as i'm concerned everybody's human and, and we'll come we'll come in different shapes and sizes but he's yeah. never been the archetypical you know fit looking person but he's amazing at what he does and, and and his yeah, and he, and his traditional style, his old school traditional style of using martial arts, it's it's perfect. I think it's even better than Jackie, to be honest. Mm. And then um, and then obviously you got Yoon Bu, who may not necessarily be like the best martial artist, but his acrobatic skills is just ridiculous. I think oh, I think it's like yeah, amazing. I think he's actually better than Jackie. I just think he never got he just never got a good deal. Jackie just did crazy shit. Um, and like you know, I'm pushing himself to the edge, but um, anybody who doesn't know, I mean, when you watch um, Enter the Dragon, I think the person at the beginning when you see Bruce Lee fighting a, a training against Samuel Hung, and they, all, all the Shaolin monks put their hands together, and the person does a flip over the hands. That's Yun Bu doing the flip. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I mean, yeah, and I mean, even there's a bit in uh, Mills and Wills where they're fighting around the you know the long dinner table, and yeah. the, he's telling the guy to come and fight him, and he's doing the flips into the chairs and everything. And I remember seeing an interview with the guy and he basically said that, you know, he, the translator was saying to him that Ewan has basically said he wants you to try and chase him and hit him for real. And he was like, yeah, man, I've been doing like, you know, martial arts for years. And he goes, after the first take, he was out of breath and he was like, this guy's not fucking human. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so, so those are the three films that I would, I would choose uh, just because they're just extensions of each other really you know it's like hey there's jackie in this film and he's jackie in that film and it's samuel in this film and it's someone that film so those are the three <laughs> films that, that i would choose um nice 
Okay, we don't have that much time left. Uh, okay, cool. Best martial arts fights. Because that's what it all oh, comes down that's to. That's so tough. That's so tough. <laughs> How do you even choose from all of the martial arts movies that are out there? <laughs> um, so I, I do have to, I, I have to cheat a little bit with this one because it's 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 impossible. There can't be there, there just can't be one best, right? Um, mm. I'll, I'll tell you okay. the ones that um, that always kind of resonate, and I I, I guess I'll, I'll put it this way: when when someone who doesn't watch martial arts films uh, asks me, uh, you know, why, uh, why I like them or why I watch them. Um, you know, and, and they say, you just like the fighting. It, isn't it all the same? I'll say, no, it's not all the same. Let me show mm. you why. No, so he, here's, here are the fights that, you know, that I would point to where it's not at all the same, but, um, and they may not be, uh, very well-known fights, but, um, in, Crippled Avengers or the Return of the Five Deadly Venoms, the final fight scene in that one is an unreal mix of acrobatics and kung fu. Uh, and they're jumping through metal rings and they're working around each other. They're using each other as counterbalances and, uh, and shields. And that fight, whenever I watch it, I have to stop and rewind just to see how they do what they do because... This is again a five deadly ven uh, a five venom uh, venom mob movie. So these guys obviously knew each other, uh, having grown up uh, and trained with each other for for years. So they just are so good at knowing where each other is and how they all move together that it looks like the most brilliant martial arts dance ever. Uh, and it's mm. it's not necessarily a a, a film that gets a, a ton of uh, attention uh for people who do watch them the, you know you know you know the venom movies and uh, this is always kind of on that list somewhere but that fight scene is always one that i go to um another one is uh from uh wheels on meals uh, with uh jackie and benny yeah that fight scene is amazing it's yeah. you know benny Arquidez is was a, a a top martial artist and then you had jackie chan with with his uh, acrobatics and the two of them together was not only uh, entertaining, but was just uh, jaw dropping in terms of intensity and, and action. And they, it, they seem to have so much fun with it. And I think Jackie Chan has even referred to that as one of his favorite fight scenes to, to film. Yeah. Right. And then the other one uh, that I think shows another kind of dimension to martial arts fighting would be, uh, Jet Li and Donnie Yen in Hero, Ooh. right? Which is a complete departure from the classic Kung Fu and the more uh, grounded Jackie Chan, Benny fight in Wheels on Meals. Then you got Donnie Yen and Jet Li uh, staring each other down in the rain and then they close their eyes and it becomes this artistic, beautiful, grand, epic fight that uh, you know utilizes some wire work but still looks powerful and elegant and now you put those three fights against each other and then you, you present them to to someone who doesn't know anything about martial arts movies and say tell me that these three fights are exactly the same and they'll say you're right they can't they're not the same it's completely different mm. and all of them to me are are, are fights that kind of stand out as ones to watch yeah mm. yeah okay. no doubt I mean, what I love is, is um, and this is something that, you know, me and Richard always talk about is we say, you know, one of the things that a good um, fight scene should do in whether it's in a movie or a TV show is it should kind of tell you a bit of a, of, of a story about who these two characters are. Um, and it should also kind of tell you a bit about the, the plot of the, of the movie as well and, and the kind of message that, you know, the director is trying to get across and the writers are trying to get across. So for me, you know, a, a good fight scene is just as important as a, as a good piece of dialogue for, for doing that. And you should be able to, you know, see what is going on. And, and from the free choices that you made, you definitely, um, you know, as diverse as they are, it shows you how skillful they were at not only you know putting on a, a great spectacle but telling you a story as well and getting you sucked into the story as yeah. a viewer so yeah for sure man great choice man um rich i'm cheating bro i can't i can't answer this question dude there's about, there's about 50 in my head right now and i'm like no but i want to 
this one was good. No, I can't look. I, I can probably, you know, I mean, off the top of my head, um, all the ones Jeff has already said are great. So, you know, they all yeah. stand out to me. Um, uh, the scene from uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon with Michelle Yeoh and uh, Zhang Shi. Um, Ooh, that conversation uh, yeah. is, is incredible. And again, it tells you <laughs> everything you need to know about the, the, the two characters that, that, that they are. Um, oh God! And, and uh, a modern one, Donnie uh, Donnie Yen and Colin Chu at the end of um, Flashpoint. Uh, Flashpoint. Yes. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Um, Jesus. You know, yeah. <laughs> in um, all kinds of different styles, um, and again tells you exactly what you need to know about who these two characters are and and what um, you know they're about. And it's just incredible to see as well that the way that fight scene was choreographed. Yeah. Yeah. Let me. Uh, let me... <laughs> Let me jump into that real quick. Um, yeah. Uh, if all goes well, I will be uh, hopefully talking to one of the choreographers for Flashpoint. Oh, my oh, God. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Lord. My heart just skipped the beat. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, definitely. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye out for that for sure, man, because um, that that would be fascinating to, to yeah. know. Because, I mean, I've, I've got the Blu-ray and I watch the Blu-ray all the time. Mm. Um, you know, I love that movie, and I love the the choreography in it as well. So yeah, because yeah. because then he went on to work with Donnie again for Special ID. So yes. yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Okay, um, okay, I've got two, two. I mean, like once again, the the choices that you guys have made. Like, listen, even we haven't even finished the podcast yet, but Jeff, you need to come back on because we need to talk <laughs> some more about this. <laughs> I would <laughs> like, love to. I would love to. <laughs> um, okay, so for my first choice, I would choose. It's more recent, but I like the the end fight for Ip Man, the first one, where he's fighting, you know, where he's fighting a general, and um, and basically the general keeps on cheating, and then it gets to that point where you know where where Donnie just starts just blasting him up, and it keeps on intercutting of him using the Mukjong, and and you know, and basically you know, and like you were saying, is that the whole thing is that you know you got people that would say, well, listen, it's just a it's just people on screen fighting, and it's the same thing. I'm going to tell you a story about. The, my first first ever Wing Chun lesson that I went to I went into the into the dojo I walked straight over the mats in my fucking shoes oh. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is stupid of me because it's not had, like I hadn't done martial arts before but I was you know I was in my early my late teens early 20s I was, I was even more cocky than usual um, and walked straight over to the Muk Jong and just started tapping it and the, the teacher called me over, his name's called Michael, um, and he said, what's wrong with you? And I was like, what do you mean? And he goes, you said hello, fair enough, that's very, very polite, hello back, blah, 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 blah. But if, I, if you were to invite me into your house, and, you know, after saying hello, and I just walk into your kitchen, you know, and I just go and put my hands in your fridge or into your mum's cooking pot and start taking stew out, out, of, the, out of the thing without asking permission, w what would you say? And I was like, well, that, that wouldn't be nice. And he said, exactly. That thing that you just touched now, there are people that have been trading here for three years that haven't touched that. So how dare you come in here oh, wow. and touch that? Listen, I felt about three inches tall. I could <laughs> <laughs> So and, and obviously, like you know, like, and you see people using it and you still don't understand what it's used for until you start learning Wing Chun or until you see somebody really, really break it down. And that scene where, you know, where the general's trying to hit him with this move or hit him with that move and and you know, and um, and Donnie's countering with it, and then it's cut and, and it's intercutting with him training on a mukjong, and you're like, Jesus Christ, that's exactly what it's for. So it, like, it just shows you the, the the amount of preparation that you need to go through, uh, which a lot of people always also seem to forget when they watch kung fu films. You know, some people just think they could watch a hundred kung fu films, and if you watch it enough, then you kind of know how to do kung fu. No, there's blood, sweat, and tears, and just rep mm -hmm. repetition that you have to do continuously. It's not about montages. You know, and so, 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 yes, yes. So that's one scene, um, and then a, another fight scene would be anything from Rapid Fire with Brandon <laughs> Lee, which I, yeah. which I think is such a is such an undersold film. Um, absolutely, and, and I think, yeah, yeah, you're really, really underrated. And I think people always go towards The Crow because that was his last film, and um, and just because I think that Rapid Fire just just isn't really on like general release anymore. But um, I like the fact. Although we've seen like great mixed martial arts on screen, um, so for example, like when you see Jackie versus Benny, um, 
it's not a traditional martial arts fight, but there's obviously forms of kicking and punching. And then obviously when you watch something like a flashpoint with Donnie Wade versus Colin Chu at the end, it essentially is a mixed martial arts fight because there's bits of Brazilian jiu-jitsu, yep. you know, Western boxing and so forth. But the first time I saw Rapid Fire, it's his movements. Like you can see, his, 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 he flows from a, a Muay Thai um, stance straight into Wing Chun and then straight into Western boxing. But the flow of it is just beautiful. Like, and and it's only when I went back and watched it years later and I was like, this guy generally knew what he was doing. And you know, and people always say that he was never as good as his father and everything. And I think there's that's that shouldn't even be brought into the equation. He he was definitely, you know, a man of of, of his own skill. And right. I think if he'd been if he if he was still around now, he definitely would have been one of one of the best people on screen. But there's also a certain elegance that he has when he's fighting and it and it shows his character because throughout the whole film he keeps on saying that you know he doesn't like to fight and he's a pacifist even though he has all of these all of, all of this specific skill set so to speak and there's a bit where he gets into a certain rhythm and when you watch the films whenever he gets into a certain rhythm there's a glint in his eye and there's something that he does where he rolls his shoulders back and he's just like <laughs> yeah someone someone's gonna pay for this but um but yeah but that but that fight scene just because me personally that's probably one of the only times from back then that you see a true mix of martial arts like from one start to another not like you know like you said like we see kung fu where it's you know animal styles here animal styles there he's doing general jeet kondo from you know from thai boxing straight into wing chun straight into western boxing and a little bit of acrobatics here and there yeah. so those are the two fights that, that, that i would choose um so yeah that, that's my choice nice nice man cool cool okay. Well, Jeff, I mean, it, unfortunately, we're, we're running out of time here, but yeah. it's been awesome to have you, man. But be, before you go, um, one question I did want to ask you. Um, you've had a lot of guests on, on your show quite recently, um, some really fantastic guests. I mean, I, I've listened to um, recently, you know, the Amy Johnson episode, um, which I thought was fantastic. Um, listening to Lewis Tan you, as well um, was great and sort of hearing his story and um, how he's, you know, so it feels like he's so close to, to kind of hitting the big time, really. Um, yeah. You know, is there anybody that you would really, really love to interview that you haven't interviewed as yet? Finn Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you have to bring the whole thing down? <laughs> we were doing so well. <laughs> No, and and listen, I, I, I again, I, I, I don't, I don't like disparaging Finn Jones. He's a fine actor. He's, he's totally, it, it's absolutely nothing against him. But that yeah. choice for Iron Fist was just not right, and everybody mm. knows it except mm. Marvel mm. <laughs> mm. And, Finn, and Finn Jones. Yeah, yeah. And Finn Jones. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, listen, uh, I mean, we, so we ourselves have spent plenty of time kicking Iron Fist, so we'll, yes. we'll leave that to the side yep. for now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I know. All right. So, um, so yes, uh, I, I've been lucky with my guests uh, and it, it's been great uh, talking to some of the movers and shakers in the industry. You know, some guys that'll uh, be breaking it big soon. Some, some guys who, who broke it big uh, a long time ago and, and are still kind of in the scene, which is always nice. Um, as long as these guys are still getting their craft uh, out there and, 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 putting their voice in in the industry i think for for us fans right so hopefully mm -hmm. they, they keep doing their thing now uh my dream guest um if i could have any one person on my show um it would be bruce lee i i, I just to be able to tap into the psychology of that genius would mm. be you know, eye opening. I, I could, I'm sure I could have him on for just 10 minutes and be a hundred times wiser uh, mm. and, and completely um, satisfied with whatever we could talk about. Uh, now, uh, obviously, that's not possible, but if there was somebody that was around now that I would like to, it would be Jet Li. Jet Li's mm. one of those guys that when he, when I discovered him, I was like, where have you been all my life? Um, and, uh, you know, uh, I want to know, uh, his whole story and all of the things that he brings to film and to, uh, to, uh, his ambassadorship of martial arts and, and China and, um, Gong Shodao just came out, uh, 
that short film that he made with Jack Ma, which uh, mm. I'll, I'll have to admit was a little strange, uh, mm. but <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> at, at least they're still doing something and, and yeah, it was yeah. nice to see him back on screen. But uh, so those would be the, the two I would go to. Yeah. Cool, man. Awesome choices. Well, Jeff, uh, thank you so much, man, for, for making the time to join us here. Um, you know, as we said at the top of the show, we're, we're genuinely fans of, of what you're doing. Um, so yeah, please, please, please keep doing what you're doing, man. It's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, so yeah, it's awesome. awesome. I mean, we need, you know, we we need more voices like you out there that are, are, are going to cheerlead for for martial arts now and in the future. You know, um, and and people like you who will celebrate the past, but will also help, you know, spread the word for for new artists and 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 new performers who are trying to break through. So, um, you know, from from both of us, man, thank you so much. Oh, guys, yeah. thank you so much. And it's been uh, amazing uh, getting to finally uh, talk with you guys. And again, uh, Mutual Admiration Society here, obviously, I'm fans of you guys. And um, I, I love the, the voice that you bring to to podcasting and uh, to pop culture and and now to Kung Fu. I, you know, now that, uh, that that we've made this connection, let's do it more often so that we can uh, just kind of geek out about uh, Kung Fu and uh, and just uh, have some fun, man. Oh, no, yeah, doubt, definitely. no doubt, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah, it, it's going to happen. 2018, definitely. <laughs> so. Awesome. You'll be back, Thank I'm you guys sure. So like, I, I, no problem at all, man. I don't think Rich would ever forgive me if we, if this was a one and done. So, no, we, we, we got to do this again, bro. We, we will. But um, before you go, dude, um, could you just let everybody know where they can go and find uh, Kung Fu Drive-In online? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. I'm uh, available on all of the podcatchers, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, whatever whatever you use to get your podcast, you can find me there. I am on Instagram, Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast, on Twitter, at Kung Fu Drive-In. There's a Facebook page, too. Uh, I have a website, which I have not updated, so I'm not going to give that to you guys. But follow me on Twitter. I'm active there. Follow me on Instagram. Uh, I'm very active there. I, I jaw with uh, Wulong Talks there uh, all the time. So, um, if you if you need to catch us, come catch us there, and uh, I would love to hear from anybody that likes to celebrate kung fu movies uh, and the entire genre. No doubt, man. No doubt. Let's bring the whole world together. That's what we're <laughs> aiming to do, right? Here. Let's bring the whole damn world together. All right. Well, thanks a lot, man. And listeners, thank you very much for joining us today. And um, we really hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. As I said, I, you know, personally for us, this has been a hell of a lot of fun today to to have this conversation with Jeff. Um, make sure you stay tuned towards the the end of the podcast as well. You'll get some information on how to subscribe and how to follow us. Okay. Well, it's a good night from all of us. Uh, and we'll see you again soon. Take care and peace. If you like what you just heard, why don't you follow us online? You can find us on Twitter at WulongTalks.com, on Facebook at WulongTalks, and on Instagram at WulongTalks. We also have our blog, which we update uh, kind of regularly, and you can find us there at www.WulongTalks.com. If you have any ideas for topics or would like us to feature your geek-based products or business on our show, you can always get in touch with us via email at wulongtalkspodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>